Hello everyone and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 70 of the Sports Run On Podcast. This edition of the podcast, we're going to start out by talking about the NBA Summer League as it is actually coming to a close in the coming days as the finals game for the Summer League, which has taken place in Las Vegas this year, has, and where it does most years, is coming to an end. So I would just be giving you a breakdown of some of the scores and how the entire tournament has gone and how the tournament's looking up to this point and the finals game that has already been set for the 17th of August, which is tomorrow. First off, before I say any of that, I, before I get into any of the scores, I want to let you guys know of how exactly the breakdown is because it is actually different than how it is in a lot of different and a lot of other um like a lot of other years, that's what I'm trying. A lot of other years that this summer league was played, this is act, they're actually doing it differently this year. In the in the 16th MGM Resort Summer League, which features all 30 NBA teams, they're going to they played five games each. Each team played four games, and the two teams with the best records from the first four games are going to meet the championship Tuesday, August 17th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN. So take all the 30 teams and the teams with the two best records, which I will tell you about. After I give you score updates from the last couple days, going and the one in the teams and after I give after I give you the score updates, I will tell you and I'll I'll tell you guys who those two teams are, which are the teams with the best record through the first four games. All thirty NBA teams will participate. A total of seventy five games will be played. Each each team will play a total of five games. Top two teams from the first four will do will will play the championship game as they said before. Senior championship game will be determined by winning percentage in the tiebreakers tiebreakers set forth below. This is why I wanted to make sure I told you these because these are interesting tiebreakers that have not been put in in years past. Two teams are tied. In the case of a tie preliminary round recording involving two teams, the following criteria in order will be utilized. Head-to-head matchup, the team that won the game between the two in the preliminary round, if applicable, receives the higher seed. So whoever, whoever has the better record against each other. If not, the team with the greater point differential receives the highest seed if they didn't play each other. And if they have the same point differential or around, yeah, if they have the same point differential and haven't played, the highest seed shall be determined by a coin flip, which is just technically a random drawing. Now, this is interesting. If there's more than two teams that are going, that are tied, in the case of a time preliminary round revolving in more than two teams, the following criteria of point differential where the team with the greater point differential receives the higher seed and the higher seed shall be determined also by a coin flip. So it'll be interesting to, so that's, that's how their tiebreaker, that's how it's looking that the tiebreakers are going to shake out if you have teams that are tied or there is a tiebreaker to see who goes into the finals. That would be how that tiebreaker would be set. What about the other 28 teams who don't get to the funk, who don't get to the championship game, who don't have the best records? Well, the 28 teams not playing the championship game will play a fifth game in either August 16th or 17th. Consolation games will be determined by various factors, including team rivalries, broadcast interest, and other scheduling considerations, timing of back-to-backs, and many others. And that's what I'm going to be telling you about sports because we have had some of the consolation games go and some that haven't been played yet. I'll give you a breakdown of all those having to do with the consolation games. First of all, before I talk about the consolation games, we're going to start out by talking about yesterday, giving you some scores to show you where some of the teams sit. First of all, if you're wondering, I mean, a lot of you obviously will be wondering, the teams that are going to be playing, which they are both undefeated teams, they are going to be the, there were actually, if I'm not mistaken, four undefeated teams that are going to be playing, 
that ended up that ended up being undefeated going into this tournament. So four out of the thirty, the teams obviously with the bigger best point differentials and tying factors, obviously as I said, are the ones who went to the finals. But those teams are the Celtics and the Kings are going to be the ones that are playing in the summer league final and the consult. Consolation games that are going to also be that are going to be between the other two teams are the New uh, New are the yeah New Orleans Pelicans and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Those will be the two teams that will be taking part in the that they'll be under they'll be undefeated, but because of the tiebreakers, which is what I just talked about, that's why I want to talk about them, will not be competing in this. Um, they won't be competing in the finals because of those factors. Giving you some updates from just around the league as the last day, the, yesterday was the last day, on Sunday was the last day of um, just summer league play. The Kings were able to take home the Mavericks, securing their 4-0 series 86-70. The Wizards were able to beat the Bucks. The Wizards, didn't. they they got 1-3 and the Bucks 1-4. They were able to beat the Bucks 93-83. Yeah, the Clippers beating the Jazz. The Jazz would have been another, a fifth undefeated team as they were 3-0 heading into this game. But the Clippers, who unfinished 1-3, so that was actually their first win. It was 0-3 against 3-0. But they were actually, the Clippers were actually able to take the win there. Even though um, the Jazz, Yudaka Azubuki, if you don't know who that is, he was a center for the University of Kansas, played very well, 18 points and 10 rebounds. But the Clippers were able to take over the win there, 94-90. Up next, you have the Nets, who they were able to finish three and one. They beat the the finishing one and four Spurs, one hundred four to one hundred in their last game, an overtime game, which ended up have which ended up with one of the teams ending four zero with a four zero. I mean, is the Minnesota Timberwolves? They were able to actually beat the Seventy Sixers in overtime, ninety nine to ninety six. Up next, you got the Magic uh, over the 76ers. They finished 2-2. Two and two. You had the Magic and Rockets finished, finishing 2-2 two and two with the Magic winning that final meeting, 89-76. to 76. The Pelicans also, as I mentioned, finished 4-0. They won their five. They won also. So two, two of the teams that finished ended up being top, ended up being 4-0 that, that weren't in the finals actually ended up both winning their games in overtime. And obviously, that could be one of the reasons. I didn't even think about that. That could definitely be one of the reasons. The Pelicans winning their game overtime over the Warriors, 80-79. The Pelicans finished 4-0, and the Warriors finished 2-2. Then the final one is the Grizzlies. They finished 2-2. They got the win over the Chicago Bulls, who finished 1-3, 96-91. Now looking at money at the con- at the consolation games, um, looking at a couple of them have gone final first. You have the Pacers were able to get their win in their game, 74-65 over the Wizards. The Nuggets were able to beat the Bucks 94 to 87. The Thunder were able to take home the win over the Spurs with a pretty high scoring game for them, 90 uh 116 to 91. The Cavaliers were able to win their consolation game over the Suns 88 to 85, and then the Knicks were able to take home behind a pretty good game by Quentin Grimes 26 points, 104 to 85. As the time that this this episode is being recorded, there still are two games that are going to be played at nine o'clock Eastern and ten o'clock Eastern, and those are the consolation games between the two and two Grizzlies and the one and three Clippers, and then the second game will be between the zero and four Hornets and the one and three Bulls. The game that is actually in play as this is going on is the Pistons. At the time of recording, the Pistons were up forty-four to thirty-six over the Mag. The two and two Pistons and two and two Magic's were playing their consolation game with Luca Garza. If he was that, he played for Iowa, very very talented kid in um, college. So it's going. So he 
now he um he had fi- he has 15 and 10 at halftime and he's helping the Pistons have at the halftime of this game when this is being recorded ha- help the Pistons have a 44 to 36 lead over the Orlando Magic. Just looking at some of the games, as always, I will be having a podcast episode yesterday where I'll go more in-depth, but just giving a little overview of the games that will be happening tomorrow. I'll be giving you rundowns, breakdowns, and or just like score updates. I'll give you score updates and some of the players to watch yesterday, but just giving a preview. Tomorrow, 3 o'clock Eastern time, you have the own 4 Magic playing the 2-2 two two Heat. These these are still consolation games until we get to the finals. 3.30 is the is the three thirty Eastern time is the 3-1 Jazz playing the 2-2 two two 76ers. 5 o'clock Eastern Time is the 2-2 two two Rockets playing the 2-2 two two Trailblazers. 5.30, we got the 3-1 Nets against the 3-1 Raptors. But record-wise, it's looking like that should be a pretty good game. That's at 5.30 Eastern Time. Up next, we have the Lakers and Warriors. 2-2 two two Lakers, 2-2 two two Warriors. Those were those are very, very talented teams overall-wise. Not exactly Summer League-wise, but overall-wise. Not looking at Summer League. They're at 7 o'clock. They'll be playing in their consolation game. And then the two I talked about before... 7.30 consolation game will be between the two undefeated teams who will not be partaking in this in this uh, NBA in the in the final because of the tiebreakers, the Pelican, New Orleans Pelicans and the Minnesota Timberwolves. They'll be playing at 7.30 Eastern time to see who can finish 5-0. and And then 9 o'clock Eastern time, which will be the nightcap I see on ESPN, you have the Sacramento Kings who are 4-0 going against the 4-0 Celtics to see who's the final in the Summer League champion. I also want to make a note, which I realized you have to make a note. If you're wondering whenever I'm going through these scores, why the scores aren't as high as, say, like some of the pro games, it's actually not because like they're like more rookie or anything or like they're not scoring as much. It's actually because they're only playing 10-minute quarters, which is the equivalent to them playing a 20-minute half in overtime, instead of them playing, t- which takes a total of eight minutes of gameplay out of the time. I mean, obviously, you see there's still people scoring in the hundreds, but obviously, though that those eight minutes take time away from, they take time away from the game. So then that's why if you're wondering like why are these scores so much less than like why are they not in the 100s or 120s? That's why because there's less time in these games. Speaking of speaking of kind of like a before season look, we have the NFL. NFL, they have they they were taking part in their games today. I gave previews on a couple of them, but I'll just be looking at some scores and some names to keep in mind and some stats to look at going forward. Starting at Friday, the Tennessee Titans were able to win their first preseason game, twenty-three to three over the over the Falcons. Felipe Franks, who is a quarterback out of um, Florida for Atlanta, he had four he had four carries for seventy-six yards. He was more of a mobile quarterback. But besides that, there wasn't really much to show for the Falcons. The Titans played very pretty well in this game. The next game was the Bills, where I would take home the win over the Lions, sixteen to fifteen. You had Dave David Davis Webb, who was the main quarterback for Buffalo, eleven for 16, 90 yards and a touchdown. It's a pretty good showing for him coming out for the his first game for one for him um, being the main quarterback, obviously for this team. It's good look for him, obviously. Uh, Cowboys and Cardinals. Cardinals were able to win this one, 19 to uh, 16. With Chris Stervler, he was 12 for 24, passing for 170, 107 yards. Not to mention 10 carries and 55. So he was doing it all for the Arizona as they got the winner over the Cowboys, 19-16. Now moving on to Saturday, we have the Bears getting the win over the Dolphins, 20 to 13. Justin Fields, if he's great, great guy out of Ohio State, very talented quarterback. He had a great start. Uh, 14 for 20 for 142 and a touchdown, which I, if I'm not mistaken, he ran in. So 
able to show his legs and able to, yeah, eight yard touchdown run. So able to, not to mention able to show his legs just like he is able to, um, just like he's able to show all the other, like his ability to run was obviously, is obviously just as big as his ability to pass the football. So seeing him be able to do that, yeah, like he was able to, th- he was able to throw for a touchdown and run for a touchdown. Like he had a great game for them as he's getting Bears fans very hyped seeing for this season, seeing how well he's playing. So they won that game 20 to 20 to 13. Up next, Broncos, they probably had their biggest blowout game. You had Broncos win, or uh, beating the Vikings 33-6 in their first preseason game. Drew Locke, 5-7, 151, two touchdowns. Obviously, he didn't throw much because he'll be the starting quarterback, and you didn't see much about the starting quarterback, really, um, at, at this point. Up next, we have a, bit, a game that a lot of people are looking forward to, and that is the game between the Cleveland Browns and the Jacksonville Jaguars, mainly because the Jaguars quarterback, obviously, Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick. They ended up taking that L. They ended up taking the L against, or taking the loss against the Browns, twenty-three to thirteen. With, I mean, with with um, uh, Trevor Lawrence actually getting sacked in his very first attempt as a um, Jaguar, the very first snap. So he ended up being six for nine for seventy-one yards. He did not play the majority of this game, and they only scored those thirteen points against the Browns in the final quarter of play. Up next, we have the Saints and the Ravens. The Ravens go as they would take home the win 17 to 14 behind Ian Book out of the University of Notre Dame. Well, New, or- oh, New Orleans quarterback Ian Book out of Notre Dame. He was the quarterback to be known. He was 9 for 16 for 126 yards, but did have an interception, which, which is obviously what you want to stay away from. Moving on to the Jets and the Giants, the Jets were able to get this win 12 to 7, which is in an interesting, very interesting um, day. Zach Wilson, just like Trevor Lawrence, was 6-9 for for only 63 yards in his debut as the Jets quarterback. As as they were able to get the win over the the Giants. Up next, you have the Bengals and Buccaneers. Bengals were able to win this game 19-14 behind Kyle Schumer. He was 12-19 for with 108 yards in the pick. Obviously, you want to stay away from the interception, as I said before. Moving on, we have the Texans and Packers, 26-7. Jordan Love, who was a controversy about Aaron Rodgers because they drafted a quarterback instead of a receiver. He went 12-17 for 17 for 122 in a touchdown, so that was a very good day for him. It, even though that was ended up, that was a good day for him stat-wise, not a good day for him team-wise as they lost that game 26-7. The Chiefs rode to beat the 49ers in Trey Lance's debut as the 49ers quarterback. You know, he was another yet another top pick at, at quarterback out of North Dakota State. So a lot of people were interested to see how he played in his debut. He, he ended up being 5 for 14 for 128 yards and a touchdown. So he, he played he played well. Like he was, I mean, being the third pick in the draft, like he played well. Maybe some people would have wanted him to play better as high as they drafted him, but I, I still think he played well. Raiders were able to beat the Seahawks 22-7 behind Nathan Peterman having going 29 for 39 for 246 yards. A lot of passes coming from Peterman. He didn't have an interception though. But they were able to win that game 22-7. And then the final game for and on Saturday, you have the Chargers who defeated the Rams 13-6 behind a passing day by Chase Daniel, 15 for 24 for 104 yards. Now to wrap up this podcast, we have the Sunday game, which is the Panthers and the Colts. 
The Colts were able to get this win 21 to 18 as Sam Ellinger was able to use his arm and legs to lead the Colts down the game down the field for a, win, a game-winning field goal. He he and Jacob Eason were the ones taking the snap were, were the ones taking most of the snaps. I I think for the um and PJ Walker like the the Colts were bouncing around many or PJ Walker was the one taking the snaps for Carolina. Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger for the Colts. Walker played pretty well, 10 for 21, 161, a touchdown. Eason also played one. He was 15 for 21 for 183. And Elnger also played very well. He was 10 for 15 for 155. With But it, he did have an interception throw, but he did also have 30 rushing yards. He had eight carries, 30 rushing yards on eight carries for Sam Elnger in his debut coming out of the University of Texas. So with that said, in the in these in these score updates, this wraps up season two, episode seventy of the Sports Run On podcast.